Welcome back to another installment of the Foster's Chat After Chat. Um, I believe this is episode 5, where we are going to be talking about um, the Foster's um, episodes um, 13 and 14. I forgot what the titles were. I believe it's Doors and Windows and um, Cruel and Unusual. Yeah. Cruel and Unusual was 13, Doors and Windows was 14. So we're going to be talking all about that today. We're going to be getting into the episodes. It's going to be it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, quick little shout out again before we begin um, our whatever. Don't forget to check out Gavin McIntosh's new movie, American Fable, which is now online on major video-on-demand platforms, including... Um, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Microsoft, Voodoo. It's also on some cable on demand programs. If you want more information, you can go to www.ifcfilms.com slash films slash American dash fable, or you can go to www.americanfable.com. Definitely check it out. It's a fairy tale farm thriller, and it's a movie that you don't want to miss. Also, Peyton Kennedy and Gavin are fantastic. So, yeah. Um, now that we got that out of the way, time to get into the episode! Woo! Okay, so episode 13. Let's start talking about it. Where do you guys even want to start? That's a good question. Well, we didn't introduce ourselves. Oh, duh. I'm dumb. <laughs> okay, I'm Julia. And I'm Marquise. And I'm T. And this is the Foster Shed After Chat podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 13. 13. Let's talk about 13. Okay. Um, Cruel and Unusual was an episode, Was it was kind of a filler, if you really think about it, because the drama's still building at this point. Definitely, yeah. And um, let's talk about Steph taking off the doors to the room. Yes. Yeah. That was 14, wasn't it? Was it? No, it's thir- It's 13. 13 was when she took them off. 14 was when she put them back. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. Do you guys think, because I guess this is sort of a question that like goes into like both of the episodes, but um, do you guys think that she was right in doing that? In taking off the doors? Well, in a sense, I think she had the right mind to do it. But as far as the outcome, no, I don't. I don't think she should have done it. So you think she had good intentions, but yeah, not... she had good intentions, but that it didn't not... work out the plan too. Yeah. Okay. I have to disagree. I'm sorry. <laughs> you think? Because think... yeah, my dad was actually my dad actually did that. To be honest, like when I was younger, he had did that for like almost a year because I was getting bad grades. Um, and he was like, yeah, you don't deserve privacy, this and that. And it was, I think it's not fair, especially at their age. Like, they deserve privacy, you know, 
and to take someone a child's privacy or a teenager's privacy at that that's kind of you know like too much damn yeah it's damaging them growing up and learning you know that they have privacy that they have rights yeah (laughs) exactly so you don't think she should have done it no i don't okay so i think we're kind of all in agreement here because i don't I don't think she should have done it either. I think that was going way too far, personally. I think that kids deserve their privacy, and, like, yeah, they've been keeping secrets, but I think one of the main reasons they've been keeping secrets is just because they've been afraid to tell the truth. Yeah, and they're afraid of the outcome. They're afraid of what their moms would think, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, except Jude. I mean... Except Jude doesn't care. <laughs> no, but Jude's not even there half the time. Half the time he's on a school trip. He wasn't even in episode 14. No, not at all. <laughs> I say school trip in air quotes, of course. Or maybe he was with Noah. Wink, wink. Oh. <laughs> uh. I know, but I think school trip is kind of the running joke of the show. Yeah. yeah. That anytime Jude is gone, he's on a school trip. <laughs> Yeah, that's happened in every season. It's It so has, though. Every half season, there's at least one episode Jude's not in. I can't wait until until Hayden gets old enough that, like, they don't have to cut him out of everything. That'll be next year. No, I heard it was two years. I thought they, I thought, I thought the agreement is seven, is 16 or seven. Is it 16? I think, I believe it's 16. And he turns 16 this year. When no when when you're when you can like when you can like when the, on, when, the child, when the child labor laws don't apply to you I don't think that's sixteen. Mm, no idea. I think it's eighteen. It. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is eighteen. Um. Yeah. Well, so he still has a good two, three years left. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So um. Let's keep talking about episode 13. What's next? Jesus. Yes. Yes. Can we talk about that? Yes. Uh, I felt so bad for him. Absolutely so bad for him. Um, 13 was the episode where he, like, threw the pizza on the ground, right? Right, where he came home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well- I had a feeling that um, they weren't gonna let they weren't they weren't gonna keep Jesus in the hospital simply because they wanted maybe moms wanted to keep um, a close eye on him. So I had a feeling this was gonna happen. He was gonna return home, but his his recovery is gonna it's gonna take a while. Definitely, I believe that. Definitely, yeah. And it's it's gonna be long and it's gonna be laborious and especially with the stuff we found out in fourteen. I don't know how stuff's going to go down. Mm-hmm. That's going to be something to see. At first, I, I I thought they weren't allowed to take him home by what the doctor said. But then when I seen him, you know, in the I, living room, I was like, whoa. Right. Yeah. I kind of I kind of was like when Jude was, um, you know, getting the water, I did not expect him to be taking it to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be taking it to Noah, in yeah. all honesty. Well, because it's Jude. I mean, you know. It just permitted him to see for, to seeing Noah again, so it kind of made sense. Yeah. I just, I just, you know, Jude's a little bit selfish sometimes. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. 
I'm glad that I'm glad that moms let him see Noah again. Like just as an aside. I think that's good for his character. Yeah, because simply because Jude has been through so much and I don't think I think they're right in taking the, the, the step forward into not to letting him see Noah again because he did I don't think he needs another person taken out of his life just as much as he's going through right now. Calicutas may as well be going to jail soon and That's, you know won't have anyone. Well 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 she's not, but you know I said maybe. She's <laughs> not. Like it got paid off, so no. Well that Can we talk about that? Yeah. That's sort of about, going into 14, but yes, let's talk about it. Oh, it is more than we it can name. Into 14. Um, do you do you think that uh, they were... Do you think Callie should have actually fought this through? <sighs> See, okay, I have two sides to this. And there's the one side of me that's like the social justice side of me that's like, she didn't do anything wrong. This is ridiculous. Of course she should fight it. But then there's mm-hmm. the other part of me that's like, that's fucking ridiculous. Be- Excuse my French. That's freaking ridiculous because she's not going to, she's not going to win. And she should yeah. do everything in her power that she can to like be on, because she's not going to be able to accomplish much uh, while she's in there. She's going to be able to accomplish a lot more from the outside. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, as opposed to Steph who is definitely going to be able to accomplish a lot now that she's, like, a detective. But, yeah, I think, I think, I think Callie, well, let me amend my statement. I think the moms made the right decision. Mm Because ultimately Callie, Callie didn't want to, she wanted to fight it, and the moms were like, no, we're putting our foot down. And I'm glad they did. What about you, T? Realistically, like, let's be honest, like, given the circumstance, like, she wouldn't have won. Like, she has a record. (laughs) She's been in juvie before. Like, I don't see her winning if they would have fought it. No, definitely not. Her her case file was huge. I was very surprised. That's so freaking ridiculous because all the, this, 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 file of hers is basically what they're judging her by i mean if you look at her file it's like oh no exactly yeah it's like delinquent yeah or like like, took a bat to her her foster father's car it's like well that same foster father killed a guy jack and not Mm -hmm. even a guy it was a child a child he violently murdered a child yeah. A potentially gay child at that. Mm-hmm. Like. Whatever happened to that guy? Good fucking question. I, what is with me and Samarian today? They never happened to him afterwards. But I'm pretty sure he's in prison. I hope I hope to God he is. I hope I bring heard. that back. Oh, uh, but you know the Fosters. Mm, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, you know what? That's true. He's gonna show up on the next episode. Hey, Callie, remember me? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Your voice was perfect for that. Uh, can we talk about this adoption for AJ? Yes. Oh. Let's talk about that. Because I see very uh, a huge conflict here. 
Yeah. Why do you... Okay, let me ask this question because this question was also sort of asked in the group. But um, why do you guys... What, what do you guys think were Mike's motives when he asked AJ to be adopted? Well, for me, I think he genuinely cares for AJ. Yeah. But at the same time, he did kind of rush into this because of Anna, I think. But you what know, about Kai? You know what? I agree. I think I think that I think that um I think that he did the whole adoption thing because of Anna primarily. I think he really cares for AJ, but I don't think personally he feels ready to adopt him yet. Mm-hmm. And he did this just because of Anna. I feel like he would have adopted him anyway, like in the future. But that's the thing is that uh, in the future, exactly. not right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Ty, Ty is going to fit very interestingly into this. Um, do you guys remember how long he was going to be incarcerated for? I think five years. I think five. Five to ten. Something like that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens once he gets out. I mean, I don't think we're gonna... We're obviously, like, not gonna see it because of the way the show goes and how the timeline works, but... I think just from a storyline standpoint, it'll be interesting to see him, like, come back. Or maybe maybe they could, like, bring him in again. Like, AJ goes to visit him at prison or something, and then he tells him the good news. I think that'll be perfect. I think that's good. I think the writers should really do that. I think I mean, they should, too. I, I mean, like, you know, showing... I mean, it could be the last time they show Ty. I mean, of course. But it'll be good to... For Ty to know that AJ's in a safe environment. Yeah. Well, but do you, but do you, but do you think that Ty is going to um, feel jealous or hurt or upset in any way? Yeah, I no. was about to say that. I don't think. Yeah, I think on one end he'll be happy for him, but then again, like he probably wants what AJ has right now. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. He didn't have I what mean... AJ. I mean, I can see what you guys are saying, but for me personally, I think he's going to be upset more than anything, just because mm-hmm. he's all about that whole loyalty thing. Yeah, and he that why that he wanted AJ to be with him when he got out. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily about the whole adoption thing. I think it's just that the adoption thing signifies for him that... AJ is no longer loyal to him, and he's not going to, like, wait it out until he gets out of, you know? Is it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I do, I do want to see Mike adopt him. I mean, I think, I think it's a good step. I think it's good for, I think it's good for AJ, too. Mm-hmm. I think, I think he needs, because I think him and Callie... Even even though their backgrounds are different, I think they both share one really main important need, and that's a need of stability in their lives. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is why which is why I think AJ and Callie gravitated towards each other, and why I think they work so well with each other. Mm-hmm. Not like they understand each other. That like yeah. even even if their backgrounds were different, they were both kind of rough in some similar ways. Mm-hmm. So. I, I love collage. It's my it's my favorite relationship on the show right now. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Well, yeah, yeah. me too. I love Jesus and Emma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was thirteen? Oh, was was thirteen the episode when um 
when um, Matt and Mariana broke up? Yes, it is. Can we talk about that? Oh, my gosh. What did you guys think of the Mariana thing? Do you think... Okay, first of all, do you think that Matt was right in saying that he doesn't think he can trust Mariana again? In a sense, yes. But then at the same time, I was rooting for him. Oh, my God. Yeah. What do you think, T? Uh... Yeah, you just have to put yourself in his shoes. Like, if you were in that position and then you're getting lied to constantly and you don't know what's what, yeah. I would feel the same exact way, to be honest. I suppose. Because there was that whole fact that she cheated on him with Wyatt. Not only that, I mean, she's, she was seeing Nick while he was incarcerated. And the pill popping, the alcohol. Yeah, she lied about that to him, yep. Was That's a lot. true. I forgot, I for, I, it's funny, because that's, like, one of the biggest plot points of the season, and I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can see where he's coming from, but at the same time, I feel, I don't know. Like, part of me wanted them to stay together, but then on the other part, I think it's good that they're broken up. I think they need the break to just sort of figure themselves out. Right. And I, I mean, think maybe Mafiana will get back together. Yes, and I think that um, this is maybe going a little bit into fourteen, but just as an aside, I think the therapy is really helping her. Mhm. I believe that too. And I think the therapy is gonna help with her getting back together with Matt too. Her right. Through her issues. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. It's possible. I love that they're going through that plot line. Can Which we talk one? about the therapy session? Oh, the therapy? Yes. Yeah. You know, my favorite scene of that episode was when she was putting up the little blanket. <laughs> yes. And, and then like, her mom came the in there like, what she, the fuck? She, like, pops out of the blanket. She's like, my therapist said blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And she also wants to meet with you guys. And so you, I told him that you'd make time for me tomorrow. But, you know, if you don't want to, that's okay. But my therapist says I need privacy. So if you need me, I'll be in here. Bye. <laughs> I thought it was pretty great. Yeah, she she killed this episode. Oh, she definitely did. Sierra's such a fantastic actress. Did you know, like, every time? What? Single tear. What? The single tear. You get a tear? No. When Mar when when Sierra Maris does the, the does one of the emotional episodes and the single tear comes, I lose it every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when 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 she was when she was talking about her her experience with Jesus when they were babies, that mm -hmm. broke my yeah. heart. Oh yeah, definitely. That broke my heart. Yeah, that was really sad, because I knew I knew that their upbringing with Anna or Anna was bad, but I we never Didn't really we never that. really got any any sort of concrete descriptions as to how bad it was. Yeah. And now that Mariana's going to therapy, I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot more, or hearing, I suppose, a lot more of their past. Oh, I'm, I'm which, ready for that. Which I, which I think will be interesting and will, will bring a lot more dimensions to their characters. Right. Did Anna go see Jesus while he was in the hospital? That's a good question. No. I don't think she did. No, she asked Mike, and then Mike said he would ask Steph. 
That's true. I uh, forgot about that. Yeah. Well, he's out of the hospital now. She can just go over to their house. All right. <laughs> it's like... I don't know how he would react, though. I, I think it's interesting. I think it's very interesting how Gabe hasn't asked anything about Jesus. Where has he even like, been? Right, where did he go? <laughs> I thought that was... Especially considering that they had that really, really emotional scene last season when he finally got taken off the list. Mm-hmm. Like, where did... where 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 is he? Where did he go? Why is he not present in his child's life? Like, well... Well, there's that whole depression storyline that they popped up in and then never gave us a freaking rundown of. Right. And, like, mm -hmm. it's 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 just, it's strange that Gabe is not here right now because part of the reason that Jesus is here is because of him. Yeah, you're right. Because he, he didn't want, he wasn't able to do the thing with the garage, and so then Jesus tried to help out, but he's horrible at construction, and so he got a nail in his freaking head. I feel like Gabe is gonna come back. Like, unexpectedly, though. I feel like he's going to come back unexpectedly, but I don't know if I'm going to be entirely welcome to it. Because, yes, the depression thing was a thing, but, like, you can still make time to go see your kids, I feel. Yeah. yeah. I, maybe, I mean, especially if you're, you're barely even beginning to come into their life. Right. Like, maybe, maybe I don't know too much. Maybe I'm being really judgmental, but I don't... Me, personally, I don't think the depression is really an excuse for him to not see his kid, especially when he's in the hospital. Or at least, to like, even if he doesn't know that Jesus is in the hospital, to call up and check on him and be like, how is he doing? And then to find out, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, who knows? Maybe Brandon Quinn will be making a, a performance before the season is up. Who knows? We'll hope. That's I hope so. I want him back. Also, mm -hmm. I just I just want to say that the casting is perfect. I feel like the way that they made the family, they all look related. <laughs> is that like Francesca? Oh my God, so similar. That's true, though. No, they like they actually look like they're products of their parents. Yeah. Which is which is kind of rare on a TV show that they get the casting that perfect. Yeah, and then, exactly. And then you got the whole like Maya and Bailey thing. They look dead alike. They look yeah. dead alike. Oh, and that came into play in episode fourteen. They did. It did. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought it was really interesting how um, who was the one? How Robert was the one that brought that up to Mike mm -hmm. about the whole about. Or was it... Did he bring it up to Mike or Steph? Steph. Yeah, he, yeah, he brought it up to Steph about how um, the guy was possibly going after Bailey. Or bleh, possibly going after Sophia. I thought that was... I thought that was an interesting angle to the case that I hadn't thought of before. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing about the case that I just realized is that I feel like um, if Callie were to have fought this... A big, a big piece of evidence that would have helped her, like, go free were those phone records. And I feel like they, they have not brought that up yet. Not, yes, not they completely, the they completely glossed over that. Yeah. Okay, Callie, Callie was on the phone. She was called. She was. She called Aaron on the phone before the crash even happened. Oh yeah. And yeah. she and she was she was she was feeling like really like 
upset and really nervous and she was talking very strange over the phone and I thought that was really interesting because Steph was like well we don't have any evidence we don't have any reason as to like why you were so scared about Troy and it's like well the phone records like the phone records can can at least bring in some like reasonable doubt to Kyle's exactly. story or you not guys Kyle, are making to, a point to, I didn't think Troy's about story. that yeah. <laughs> Um, all there is is like the times. That's the only difference. I mean, there's no, there's no given information about what was being said during those phone calls. I mean, that's true, but they could also bring Aaron in to like testify. True, true. I think that's a lot. Yeah, and to say like, well, she seemed really agitated when she was on the phone with me. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. She tried to divert like the subject of the phone conversation. I was assuming that she was hiding something from someone. I honestly didn't know what was going on, and I was kind of worried at the time. And that's so true. He wouldn't be lying because that's exactly how he was when they were on the phone. Right, exactly. I thought it was incredibly interesting because Steph, Steph was like, well... We don't really have much to, like, corroborate your story. And it's like, well, we have phone records. We have records <laughs> exactly. that she called Aaron. Like, her cell phone is a very key piece of information. And, like, you can't you can't fake the fact that there was a phone call. No, you can't. But like, there's, there's that. Then there's also the fact that they believe that Troy didn't kill his grandmother. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? Do you guys... Th okay, so... Steph finally got access to the case files and saw that Troy had an airtight alibi. Do you guys, who do you guys think did it? And do you guys think Troy still did it or do you think it was someone else? I believe these files were, were tampered with. Mm -hmm. I do think that because there's no, I mean, what willing detective will give you a file? Not, no, not just a file, all of the files for the case. Exactly, like, why would you just give that up with no hesitation? Especially, no, you have to them. Especially considering that he was, like, he was heckling Steph so much last, last half season about, exactly. like, the whole Doug Harvey child oh, molestation it, thing. Uh, like, why are you poking around? I don't, I honestly, I literally, I genuinely, because of the way that his character is, I genuinely don't think that he gave all the case files to Steph as a congrats, as a like, um, let me rephrase what I was trying to say. I genuinely don't think that he would hand over all of the case files from the Martha Johnson murder case to Steph just because he was grateful that she didn't rat him out. And instead took the job offer. No. There's no way. No. I mean, I, even the alibi sounded so fake. fake. Like, it did to me. And I was just wondering, like, how are you even buying this crap? And the other thing about it is that, like, we've been going, we've been going through the whole show. Like, on, everything has been pointing to Troy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, there are no, there are no details out of all of the things that we found pertaining to the case. There are absolutely no details that describe Kyle. None. Including, no. including like, the murder weapon and the fact that the person who utilized the murder weapon was right-handed and Kyle is left-handed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's no way that it's, I, I don't think it's Kyle. I don't either. Me either. But... 
do you guys think that Kyle was justified in being upset at Callie? Yeah, I, I think he had a reason. I mean, she did kind of build his hopes up. I mean, I mean for the for the past what season and a half almost mm-hmm. building his hopes up and nothing coming back with nothing. That's pretty heartbreaking. That's crushing. I I understand why I understand why he was feeling that way, but at the same time. I don't think it was entire like I, I I get why he was why he was doing it, but I don't think it's entirely um I think it's kind of irrational just because he has no idea how much work she has been doing from the outside. And the fact that she got she got into this mess partially because of him and then partially because of Mariana, but partially because of him. But then at the same time she does. She he knows that she went to Juvie behind this behind this case. I don't think he does. He, no, he, he never. He never. He never explicitly stated anything like that. Well, he was like. Yeah, and she never told him either. Yeah. Well, in episode fourteen, she was. He was like, "Really? You went to? You went to? You went to juvie?" And he's like, "Oh, I can't believe you did that for me." Did he say that? Oh, I don't yeah, remember him saying uh, that. Yeah, 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 he did. And then she, uh, he was like, oh, so your dad's buying you out or whatever. And he got upset after that fact. So I can see why he got upset about that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I can see how he would think, like, oh, she has privilege. But at the same time, I think he should feel grateful that she can get out because she can do a lot more work from the outside than from the inside. Like when she's when she's in prison, she's cut off from everything, or juvie or whatever. She's cut off from everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think he was thinking that way. Uh, no, and I understand why, but I'm just saying I don't think it was entirely rational, in my opinion. And that she's out. He's probably still like, oh, she's still not gonna help me anyway. So. Uh, yeah, I can see why he would feel hopeless, especially considering he's been in there for so long. I can't imagine what it must be like to be in his shoes. Can we talk about Emma and the baby? Because that was a huge plot point. I know, right? Okay, so a little bit of backstory. I was watching episode 12, or I think it was episode 12, when Brandon saw Emma get the pregnancy test. Yeah, that's episode 12. Yeah, I was watching episode 12, and I hadn't seen the end of the episode. I just saw the part, because as I was watching, like, it kept going, and, like, I only saw, I only got to the point where he saw her buy the test. I didn't see her give the package to Mariana afterwards, and right after that scene happened, when she bought the test, I texted Josh, and I was like, I told you Emma's the pregnant one. Like, I was like, Emma's pregnant. It's Emma. It's not Courtney. It's Emma. And then he's like, watch the rest of the episode. And then I saw her give the package to Mariana. So I was like, ooh, what? But then, and I know I talked about this in the last podcast episode too. But then we found out that it was actually Emma. And I was like, you know what? I was right. Woo! I was proud of myself. This plot... I love it. I do too. I can't express how much I love this storyline with with Emma because this could bring so, so many good things for not only the family, but for Jesus. I think think that 
Emma will oftenly decide to keep the baby, or at least I'm hoping. Okay. What do you guys think? Um, I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> um, I think I think this is good. Out outside of a storyline, outside of like inside the show, like I think it's good just because I'm glad that the show is tackling teenage pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's something that's. I don't know. I don't think it's tackled too often. Not from what I've seen. Nah, we have, we have like, re- a bunch of, like, teenage pregnancy reality shows, but as far as the scripted shows go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we had, um, um, The Sweet Life of the American Teenager, which aired on, um, ABC Family years ago. There was one. And mm-hmm. more, and, and Sierra was part of that. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's not The Sweet Life of the American Teenager, it's The Secret Life of the American Teenager. I- Life of the American Teenager. My bad, guys. <laughs> the sweet <laughs> life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> no, but I really think that she should go through with carrying out this pregnancy. Hmm. I think it'd be good for her. What about you, T? I don't know. I mean, she's still in school and, you know, she's young. What what year in high school is she in? She is a junior. Junior. Because uh, Ka- yeah. Callie and Brandon are seniors. Mariana and Jesus are juniors, and Brand and, uh, and Jude is Jude is a freshman, or at least he should be at this point. What if, yeah. If, what if the moms adopt her baby? Oh See, my god! I saw this. I saw that. I saw that exact quote earlier from someone in our group. And it occurred to me, what would their reaction be in the first place? See, I believe differently than both of you. I think she should abort the baby. Yeah. Well, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I, okay, first of all, little disclaimer, I'm pro-choice. Okay. Y'all didn't know. But also, I just think that, um, and this is not to knock any teenage teenage moms out there like I feel like you kept the baby that's incredibly brave of you I'm glad that you're able to do what you're able to do I think that's awesome but me personally for Emma first of all I don't think she's emotionally ready to handle a baby secondly she's in high school thirdly her baby's father is like currently like stuck in physical therapy yeah (laughs) So, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's good for her to have the kid. And giving it up to adoption is even worse, because why would you want to have a kid just to put him in the system? Yeah, like, I don't know. Because if she has the kid, and then she puts it up for adoption, and the mom say, well, we can't take him, and then... Obviously, Mike's going to say no because he has Anna and her baby. So, there's... And there's no way that the Quins are going to take her. So, that would leave putting her in the system and her kid could become another Jack down the line. Which, I don't know why we would want that. That's true. Because I don't, I don't think she'd be able to take care of the kid. And I know we haven't Absolutely heard... Absolutely not. I know we haven't heard literally anything about Emma's parents, but can you imagine how Emma's parents would react? Yeah, she already said that she can't go to them, so there's that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's advantageous for her to have this kid. 
Because there's nowhere for the kid to go. Mm-hmm. So I would you- say uh, one thing out of this, though, that we might get some character development from Emma, which I, is yes. cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I agree. Um, But, so do you guys think that she'll tell anyone besides Brandon about her being pregnant? Um, I don't know. I I hope she's going to tell Jesus. I think she should. But it remains to be seen. But do you really under do you think Jesus will be able to under, like really comprehend what she what she's saying? That's a good point. I'm not entirely sure. At this point he's jealous of Brandon and her, so yes. <laughs> Oh yeah. We um that's actually a good time for us to segue into the promo for next week. Oh yeah, we gotta do some predictions. Oh wait, I didn't see the promo. Yes. Finally we're all caught up so we can do predictions. Promo for next week delves all into this because he Jesus goes hard on Brandon, like, You're sleeping with my girlfriend. It's like Shut up. Sorry, I'm pregnant. Bye. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a doozy. It is such a doozy. Okay. What do you think? How do you think that's going to play? How do you think that's going to end? What do you think is going to happen with that big argument? Well, for me, I think that Jesus, because of his predicament, I don't think that he he's reading into stuff wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could say. And I think if he sits down and listens to Brandon or Emma, he could understand that they're not. There's nothing going on between them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just a huge secret. But other than that, I mean, everything's peachy keen. Yeah. T. What about you, T? Um, I didn't see the promo, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Not a lot happens in the promo. Basically, yeah, it's so a lot. Basically, basically, Jesus gets really mad at Brandon, and he's like, "You're sleeping with my girlfriend." And so then, Emma's like, Emma makes this like really surprised face, and Jesus is like, "Pow, pow, pow," and that's it. <laughs> he tells, he tells, he tells Brandon to shut up. Smacks the um the glass off the the table. It shatters on the ground. All hell breaks loose. Let me tell you that. That's yeah. Oh that's God. what. That's that's all they showed though. Was just yeah. a Zeus, Emma, Brandon drama. Lisa Mariana and um, was it Moms? I a little bit. Yeah, so it it wasn't much. You didn't miss much. You really didn't miss anything. So, do you think we're going to be seeing Jude in the next episode? Oh yeah, death. What do you think's going to happen with him? Jude. Okay, because this episode is entitled Sex Ed. <gasps> oh. There's gotta be something mixed in there with you. I know, I know the episode description for that. I don't know if I should talk about it though. Let's talk about it. Come on. <laughs> so, sex ed Jude is going to try his best on his own to learn about LGBTQ sex through an adult dating app. Oh gosh! And he's going to put himself into a potentially dangerous situation. Yep. According to the episode description. So basically, this is ep- so basically this is the Fosters season four episode fifteen Jude on Grinder. 
Like, guys, can you believe we're already halfway through the season? I know! And, like, it doesn't even feel like a lot of time has passed at all. No, at it all. doesn't. It's been a good four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That also makes me feel, like, really weirded out because it's like, I've been in school for four weeks now. What? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just mind-boggling to me. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's what's gonna happen with Jude next episode. I... Do we... Oh, can we just talk about this triangle between Aaron, Callie, and AJ? Please! I want to make predictions oh, about God. that, too. But, yes, let's talk about I'm that. I'm so sorry, but I have to say this. Aaron needs to back off. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Aaron. yeah, he tried to kiss Callie, didn't he? Yes, he did. I was just like, oh, hold your horses, bro. Right. Um, I'm down. Like, she's still in a relationship, bro. Yeah. What are you doing, bro? Aaron has all the right in the world to be threatened by this guy. You mean AJ? And AJ, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, he has all the reason to be threatened by, by Aaron because Aaron, I mean, this isn't the first time. No, it isn't. And at first, I thought Aaron was, like, upset with Callie because I think it was in either 13 or 12 when um, AJ came up to him. He was like, sorry, I didn't know you were trans or whatever. He was like, Callie told me. And then Aaron, like, glanced over at Callie. Oh, yeah, and he, like, and, he, and he told her, he's like, this isn't your story to tell. Yeah. Right. Which, on right. one hand, like, I get it. Yeah, I get it, too. But ever since then, I thought he was, like, upset with her, but I guess not. Kind of the opposite. He's trying to I, make out I, with her face. He seemed to have bounced back from that pretty quickly if he wanted to start mackinacking with her. Right? <laughs> I, love, I love the fact that Aaron is attracted to Callie. I mean, go, by all means, you can't, you can't help who you like. But then respect that she has a boyfriend. Please. Yes. That's yeah. all you have to do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, because... He really made me mad. I was just like, are you serious? Did you really just do that? Are you? Are you? No, boy. Okay. Now, um, outside of that, are you team collage or team Karen? I'm totally team collage. I love Callie and AJ together. Team collage? Who is team Karen? Like, what the heck? Get out of here. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> You know what? I'm torn. I'm totally team collage. But there is also a little part of me that's team Karen. I don't know what to think. I'm Aww. torn. I like Aaron. That's the thing. If AJ wasn't there, I'd be team Karen all the way. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, I would too. Because he is a nice guy. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's cool that they're showing, like, you know... A relationship I think it's cool that they're like normalizing which they should society should anyway but I think it's cool that they're normalizing like a, a potential relationship between a trans individual and a non-trans individual exactly yeah I think I think that that aspect is so under underrepresented in media so yeah, yeah but our trans our trans community has totally 
they're so under the radar right now. And it's it's pretty saddening because they just got their rights taken away again yeah. by yeah. Uh, the Trump administration. They can't even use their preferred bathrooms anymore, you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it sucks. And I, I wish, I wish, I mean, we could treat, they could treat our trans community as the norm. But what is normal? Is that a good question? I just think trans, <laughs> I just think that trans people should be treated as regular people, like trans rights. Exactly. Are, trans rights. I, are, trans rights are human rights. Exactly, and it's it's just so wrong how we can't. We're not able to explore or create, you know, express ourselves the way that we want to, and it just sucks. Yeah. So. Getting LG the community, I love you guys. Yeah, we all do. We do, yeah. Getting away f- to to make this not super political. Where the hell's Cole? Yeah. Where the hell's Cole? Where'd he go? <laughs> Did he just but... disappear into the f- into the Foster's equivalent of the Degrassi black hole? I believe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean. Which, the Foster's black hole is relatively small right now, which is good. They've been really, really good about continuity and about bringing characters back. But... Speaking of bringing a character back, we have Madison oh, yeah. Day next week. Talia's coming back next week. Let's make predictions about that. What do you think's going to happen with that whole thing? Um, first of I all, first that- of all, first of all, why do you think she's back? Well, I believe, well, from the clip I that we saw, clip well, that I saw, yeah. anyways. Um, I <laughs> was, she made a comment about Callie's um, senior project, mm-hmm. where you know, she did the, the solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. And she was saying how, how it was great that she saw sides to the system that she never knew. That's... So it was a little insight. I think I think maybe Tally being in this episode could be a good thing. I think it's good that she's that her character is being that she's turning herself around. Yeah. I actually so don't have a problem with her anymore. I don't have who, a problem with her anymore. Who will be down for a romance a re-romance between Tally and Brandon? Callie and Brandon? No, Talia and Brandon. Oh. Mm, I'd be okay with it as long as she wasn't a straight up bitch anymore. <laughs> okay, can we talk about this new girl though that Brennan met at the hospital? Oh uh, yeah. What's I, her name? I forgot. I don't think they gave her a name. Grace. Grace. Her name yeah. Is yeah. I don't know. I kind of want something to happen with that. In any way. I kind of want something to happen with that. Like I want them to like be friends. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. Same here. I think I, that she's a real good. Potential friend for Brandon. I think that it would be very cool and very important for Brandon to have one girl, at least one girl in his life, that is just a friend that is not his sister. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because we have not seen that yet. Yeah, and I believe Brandon needs a bit of redemption at this point because Brandon he also is needs so. A break. Yeah, he needs, he needs a break from ladies. Enough. Yeah, Brandon needs redemption, and I think the phys- the music therapy can be a good way for him to move forward with from Juilliard. You know. You know what? 
I just had a thought here. What if Brandon decides that musical therapy is something that he wants to pursue instead of being a performer? Oh that, my gosh. Fine. Yeah, that would be a that great storyline. I mean, both for a good year. That would be a great storyline. He could start taking classes at the local community college or whatever for music therapy. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe the classes are initially just so he can get a better understanding to help out Jesus, and then they mm-hmm. turn into an interest. Yeah. I think that would be great. I'm down for that. Me too. So do- I'm really Brandon this season. Me too. Last year, last season, he was a bit of a freaking dumbass, but uh. I'm this this half season. Do you do you guys think that anything's going to be happening more with the Kyle case this next episode, or do you think it's going to be mostly just Callie and her? Oh, I don't. It's over. I don't think it's over either. I don't think this. I think there's somehow. I think there's just some way that everything's just gonna blow up. Yeah. About. I agree. I think so. I mean, because there's no way that they, they they just want Callie to just leave this alone. It's it's just not possible. There's Mm-mm. no way. No, Callie, she's not gonna drop it. She's not gonna drop it. And now we know that Steph isn't either. And the other thing about it is that if if Troy is so innocent, why was he so insistent to Callie to drop her investigation into the case? Right. That's another thing. They still didn't talk about that yet. That is true. Mm-hmm. We have a lot to do. We have a lot to see. And I just, I'm so for it. I mean, the foster. Oh my god. They always, you know, know how to um, flip the script and surprise you. Yeah, unexpected. Yeah. At this point, because if Callie actually does take this deal. Then, what about Kyle? I mean, yeah. this kid's gonna go to prison for life. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's heartbreaking. That just saying that is already heartbreaking. Yep. Do you guys think anything with Callie and that security guard is gonna happen, or was that just for them to say, "Oh, she at, was in trouble in juvie"? And at this point, I don't think she'll be back in juvie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys think she'll be going back to juvie anytime soon? Um, I hope not. Knowing Callie, though, she's pretty good at doing making dumb decisions. <laughs> Drawing attention and bringing problems upon herself. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't wish she goes back to Juvie, but it was kind of cool seeing, like, season one Callie, like, nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Like, episode that, one Callie. <laughs> that, that guard go down. I mean, he was an ass. I mean, throwing, I mean, breaking that window the way he did, oh, that made me so mad. That, oh my God, yes. I, I was, was like, can you just, like, something, please, like. Can you just not? Yeah, that needs to come out. I believe that, that, the whole drug use and the, the, you know, the juvie, I think that, that needs to come out. And I'm so glad that they showed that because I was not aware that stuff like that happens. How funny. How, 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 like, ironic is it that, like, they're doing this whole plotline with Callie being in juvie with the drugs and everything when the lady who played V on Orange is the New Black plays Lena's mom? <laughs> I just think that's, I just think that's a little funny, just, like, like, as a little aside, especially considering V's character 
and Orange is the New Black was one of the drug pushers. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that they. I'm glad that they they're they're doing that. Yeah, it was it was very insightful. Um, because I I really didn't think that guards would, um, you know, use these drugs to attract these girls. Like it's just it's completely repulsive. It's pretty rampant, mm. from what I've heard. Yeah, from what I've read. I read, I didn't know a such thing existed. Yeah. And to know that it does is it that's it's that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Crazy world we live in. Definitely. So, do you guys think we should wrap it up here? Yeah, I think we're good. We we covered. Yeah, we covered. Yeah. We covered a lot. Yeah. So, um, thank you everybody for tuning in. This has been the Foster Chat After Chat podcast with me, Julia, Marquise, and T. Tune in for the next episode where we're going to be discussing episode 15. For now, um, let's go over our socials. I'm Julia. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at DayTweetsThings. I also run our Foster Chat account. That's at the Foster Chat underscore. And I also run the Gavin McIntosh fan page at the MI Apple Trees, McIntosh Apple Trees. And I run the Peyton Kennedy fan page at P Kennedy Updates. She was the star in American Fable. Gavin was her co star. She's amazing. You should follow her, everything, all that stuff. Um, and then we're also on Tumblr. Uh, thefosterschat.tumblr.com and we also have a website, thefosterschat.com so be sure to follow us and do all that good stuff um, and yeah, that's it for me you can find me on social media at Markian, um Snapchat, same and that'll be all, T and you can find me, T on Twitter at T-U-I-I-R-E double um, and also, on the Foster's Chat website as Julia mentioned, which is thefosterschat.com. All right. So that's it. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.